0: Yo, yo, yo!
1: This is Ergo WHPK radio.com I'm Kiss. I'm Damon. And uh, if it sounds like I have a lisp, it's because like I just got uh, new teeth put in. I got a
2: tooth taken out, so yeah. we're just up here. Kind of. Th- good thing we uh we talk. <laughs>
1: I know. I was about to say like <laughs> this would not be an issue in my life if it was anything other than talking into microphones. Yeah. It might not even be an issue for that. But I wanted to open full transparency. Had some dental work done. <laughs> <laughs> what we do here, besides confessionals like that, is showcase <laughs> okay, strong voices from Chicago and beyond. So Artists.
2: water up here.
1: Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely artists writers organizers water drinkers folks <laughs> reshaping the culture of our city for the more equitable and the more creative uh, i have a very special guest uh, i guess we both do here yeah. today yeah. um but before we get into that any community announcements for you
2: yeah man tonight uh mm-hmm. well actually pitchfork is this weekend so it's a bunch of cool mm-hmm. stuff and people here i'm pretty sure we know people who are on pitchfork but of them jamila woods Ooh. um and so she's having a, a a pre-pitchfork show today with malcolm london super home me um so
1: Talia hall Talia, and they're doing oh, it in it the round which is cool so rather than there Details. being a, a stage at the
2: front um the stage is
1: in the middle of the room and uh, people are around it which uh, is pretty Oh that's that's pretty, what we're about pretty cool yeah. yeah 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 bring the
2: circles in yeah, there yeah. we
1: go uh anything else you want tomorrow do?
2: princess nokia is happening at the bottom lounge if you don't got tickets for that you probably already salty but Man, you know that's our imagined community yeah right yeah, there. yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> we're we get
1: her. um also tonight uh thaddeus Tukes ergo alum is playing miles davis at Andy's Jazz Club, and I think there's some special guests around for that. If you're uh, trying to get into those jazz grooves, um, also the Silver Room Block Party is this Saturday. True. Make Bef- sure you go- Before yeah. that,
2: on the way, um, F12, formerly known as Fast Fasten, uh, I forgot the acronym. F- F12 is better. It's uh, account- been a lot of acronyms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, is doing an accountability workshop at the Breather Room space. Um and so please come to that at two thirty. Uh Sunday, I believe, is Church on the Nine, Seventy 79th and Cottage. Look that up on the Facebooks. And Saturday night, the next installment of the Hoodwazi. is at the patio Bra.
1: outside at La Catarina Cafe in Pilson. So that should be fun. And the guests, two of the guests for that are Charles Preston, who's out of here, and the musical guest is Bella Boz. Oh man. So keeping it in the family. Speaking of keeping also, it in the
2: family. Happy anniversary to somebody.
1: <laughs> yeah. happy birthday happy anniversary
2: somebody celebrate that someone there. got confirmed today i'm sure i can i can't confirm that yeah. but
1: do you right. want to bring this let's do it way? let's yeah. do it
2: man man all around good person good soul dj mc media maker organizer um hair part enthusiast Alright, <laughs> all right. Eloquary J- L- o- is here.
0: Yo, what's going on. Pick <laughs> <bra. laughs> y'all? Y'all up.
2: <laughs> well, before we talk about
1: how we feel, let's talk about how you feel. We'll come we'll bring it back to us, don't worry. True, it's true, a it's true. we're doing it together, but uh we always like to start the show with uh how is the world treating you and how are you treating the world on this day?
0: True. Uh so far the world has been treating me very well this morning got up got some breakfast had like a uh excuse my St. Louis accent I say breakfast I can't say breakfast man. however you I can't it's hard it's and you didn't even breakfast. have dental work done <laughs> see it just happens um but no it's been good it's been good man had me some french toast you okay. know what I'm saying some eggs from you know from pilson it was delicious and uh they even put some strawberries on the french toast you know what I'm saying like wow, so it yeah, was yeah 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 it was good man yeah, you know they are living right
1: yeah 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 yeah, yeah 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 so we're excited to have you here i think it's kind of a fun one because we both have kind of known you, you know, obviously we're in the same rooms a lot, the three of us, but also yeah. like we each kind of have our own evolution stories. So this is a fun one about three months after I moved to Chicago. So this is whenever that mayoral election was in 2014.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. We, understand.
1: uh, <laughs> so I hadn't gotten registered to vote here yet. Cause I just moved here and there were like a couple of spots where could you can do your civic duty and I'm planning <laughs> I I'm just I'm just trying to do my part, you know. <laughs> um and there were a couple places where you could do same day registration and voting in the city, like two places for the whole city. Mm-hmm. Um and so I went one of them was in Wells Park up north and I went and I got on the line and when I say line That was the longest line. That was a long line. The longest line. So, of course, over the hours that you're waiting there, you start talking with the people next to you. And this gentleman happened to be the person standing right next to me (laughs) on this line. And we waited six and a half, seven hours to vote in the mayoral election. And then I heard from a friend who was there still online after us. A half hour after we left, Ram showed up with pizzas. And stood, like, right at the line where you can't, wow. like, flyer, and he just wow. handed out slices of pizza to people coming out.
0: I wonder who the people wanted to vote for. Hey, guys, g- hey, you for going out there and voting, you know? Like, like, like ain't that the most pizza. high school-esque thing <laughs> <you guys> i ever <laughs> heard, lame, right? like, You know what yes. I'm saying? Like, wow, man. run like I'm for a student president. Yeah, when
2: man. I'm
1: mayor, you'll get credits for gym class for being on You out know of what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. No more homework. Get out of <laughs> here. <laughs> so I, that's that's our evolution. Y'all maybe go a little bit deeper.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, I think the... Oof. The, I don't know if it was the first time I met you, but the first time we like rocked was my graduation party. Yes, the graduation, par- yep. my graduation party. Yeah, graduation party, summer twenty fourteen. Uh-huh. And so that was like, how'd you get that booking, Christiana? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Christiana just put that together. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And then that was like July, maybe going into August. Uh, it might even been like. The last, like last weekend, first weekend of August, mm-hmm. and then like a week or two after that, the Ferg- Mike Brown death yep, and the Ferguson uprising, yeah. and so you you have uh, strong St. Louis connections, yeah, and so then that just put us in the same space often in the same energy, mm-hmm. and he was coming out to the Octagon Live and stuff, and just mm-hmm. was a just a just a also just a sweetheart.
0: Oh man, come on, yeah, <laughs> oh, <man. Shout laughs> made me blush on the there, man. Come so yeah,
2: on. man. So so we go back. We we have now established the connection and and the love that is in the space um so talk about that I, I i wasn't really i didn't know what was going on with nobody at that time actually <laughs> right, to be honest yeah. it was like all these new because you know i'm just getting out of school and so mm-hmm. i had been around definitely like the yca open mic scene mm-hmm. uh for a while but there have been people kind of like graduated out of those type of spaces or just were in other similar spaces and so it, like as i was getting into movement was when i was really starting to understand the city landscape so you were one of those people that was just like instantly became the homie and was around. But I didn't really like know where you came from or all the things that you do. And every time I like kinda hear about you, I was like, oh yeah, Elgin does that. Oh yeah, Elgin does that. I was like, oh okay. Just the other weekend I see you with a with a with a paintbrush in your hand. And ah. you, you, you do this beautiful little you dig. So let's <laughs> let's go back.
0: Okay. Um,
2: where, where is home? What where, what do you consider
0: Okay, so I'm originally from St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, shout out. Super duper shout yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. grew up in St. Louis. Like it's in, uh, for those who are from St. Louis, it's like, it's not about like, oh, you from the north side, south side. It's more like- City or county, right? Yeah, it's like you, you live, and even if you say you're from the city or the county, you're not even really sure. It's more just like, we identify everybody, but like what high school you went to. It's mm-hmm. like, for there, that's like, that kind of tells a little bit about like your personality, uh, what your basic philosophy on like- St. Louis area and life has been for you thus far. Because, mm-hmm. like, even elementary school is like, uh, eh, kind of get it. But high school is when you really kind of like find out where, what vein you're in. As well as, like, St. Louis is very black and white, right? So that means, like, when I was growing up, that's like that quote unquote, oh, you act black or you act white, you know what I'm saying? Like, as in, like, the way that you speak or whatever. That's very that. And there, I mean, there's other races and cultures that are there. But it's even in other races, like oh, you either act white, you act black. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, and that even goes for like what color you are. That means now nah, you you are a quote unquote white guy that acts black. You know what I'm saying? Who you never even considered as being white. You're like no, nope, yeah. you black.
2: How did that social binaryism, binarism, binary, mm-hmm. Binarity? Ab- really
1: no i made that okay up. for
2: sure i was rocking with you uh i still rock with you how did that social binarity like work for you and, and where did you fit in that That'd how did, funny uh, after how did...
1: 98 episodes you're like that's it
2: I drove around, <laughs> i'm done <laughs> how, but, but but how did how did you like in that more how did that impact or shape i identity?
0: to be honest i've always been in the middle um and mm. that's because of like uh like my mom who's a who basically is raised me as a single mother after my my, my dad like Removed himself from him the situation. Moms. Shout you know? out to mom. But she's always trying to make sure that I was in very diverse communities, and I, even as a child, where like she can tell that I was getting ready to start being on that path, and she was like, "All right, well, let's get you a martial arts immediately." Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like you're gonna do something with this. What and, do you mean by that path? Yeah, Which yeah, path? Yeah. As in, like I was the beat people up path. I mean, yeah, I mean, like to be honest, yeah. like when I was just, like in first grade kindergarten, I was like, my mom came to the like the principal's office every day. To whoop me, like during that time, (laughs) like not like during that time, you can still give kids whooping at school. You know what I'm saying? And like, I I never forget this, but like one time my mom came through to like give me a whooping, right? And my principal looked up, she's like, "You want to use this ruler?" And I was like, "What?" (laughs) It's like that, you know? (laughs) But my mom was like, "You know, I'm not gonna be. I can't keep bringing you. I can't keep coming every day for this. We're gonna have to do something with this." So my mom immediately got me in martial arts. Which, uh,
1: she was just trying to free up her afternoons.
0: <laughs> me, not that, 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 too, but, um, yeah, like being in martial arts. No, she actually had to drive me to these places. So it, it wasn't like, uh, mm-hmm. just go to this spot after school. It was mm-hmm. like, no, I physically had to drive you there. Yeah, so yeah. it was like a conscious decision that I need to get this young man to something that's going to mm-hmm. be constructive. Yeah. So I grew up doing taekwondo. And whatnot, which teaches uh, my basically philosophy on life, which is courtesy, integrity, perseverance, and self control, and then one other thing called the domino spirit, which is like the spirit that uh, is inside of you that makes you want to keep pushing forward. Hmm. You know, so uh, I love when folks have their just philosophy
1: of life ready to go. go. Yeah, I want to, yeah. we'll, we'll come back <laughs> to it, but I want to stick at that point. Yeah, Can you just spell them out a little slower one more time.
0: So, courtesy, courtesy? integrity, perseverance, self control and indominal spirit.
1: Let's talk about indominal spirit cuz that's yeah. the only one yeah, that I don't right. really know what you mean. What, what 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 do you mean by that?
0: So do- and <laughs> so uh and how is it different from drive? Okay, so the quick easy way to explain what um indominal spirit is, um everybody has like that spirit within themselves that pushes them forward. Like this mm-hmm. says, "Hey, I Regardless of how hard this is, I mean, some may call it drive, like it's very similar, but it's like, even if you had the drive and determination to do something, you still have the spirit to want to do it. Mm -hmm. You can't just do it because people told you to do it. You got to like actually have that integrity and push yourself forward. So, um, actually my first youth development class that I was teaching at, uh, the Gary Comer Youth Center, um... I was teaching a group of third graders, and I was teaching them Taekwondo, and then every every one of those definitions of those words for third graders. And when we got to the dominant spirit, they would say uh, the spirit within me. It was the cutest <laughs> oh, thing in man. the world. So they get to like all of them. It's like, well, what about that last one, Mister? Elder? it was like dominant spirit. It's like, oh, that's the, the spirit that's in here. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. Spirit. So, yeah. so that's like my quick definition is just the spirit within yourself that pushes you forward, that makes you want to move and those came from the taekwondo practice like was that formally part of the
1: practice you were learning
0: yeah 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 so we we had to learn the, those definitions at a very young age mm-hmm. and i kind of like that's always going to stay with me yeah. So yeah
1: so were you making art or what was kind of the entry point into that kind of creative side
0: because I, as
1: damon said up top you do kind of do everything yeah yeah so, so yeah what was the entry into art making
0: so the art making started like when i was um mm, I mean, I was always drawing. I had a friend back in elementary school named Adam that was a really dope artist and then I started shout drawing out to Adam. too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then uh, my mom was always super supportive. I went to like a portfolio art gallery when I was young, um, in St. Louis, uh run by a man by the name of Robert Powell. Uh shout out to Robert Powell. Yes. Um also uh, and then when I got to, um, I feel like we're
1: just checking off a list of. We
2: go. <laughs> oh
0: no, it's become a science up here. Uh, and then I went to like a. My mom got me into a young entrepreneurs conference. I'll never forget it. But it was like I I would take all my my comic book characters that I would draw, uh in in middle school because I had this dope art teacher who was I saw him make the first person I ever saw use Photoshop in my first mural I ever made. His hmm. name was Mister Strickland. He was very. Strict. strict yeah i was hoping so much yeah, no he, he was very serious right <laughs>
1: every ounce of my i had this courtesy the will the self-determination and the abdominal spirit that yeah. you say that word right
0: M- mr strickland was ex- extremely strict and he didn't like he liked kids but he didn't like kids to like play around too much you know what i'm saying he but tolerated they, kids yeah yeah he tolerated kids oh. but uh when he saw like my art and whatnot and he saw that I had a genuine interest in that you know what i mean like he was like okay Let's go work on this mural. Mm. Uh, I'm going to teach you photo, Photoshop. Like, da-da-da. And, like, I made my first comic book in that. Then I went to that. So I came to this young entrepreneurs conference with a bunch of, like, of my drawings and stuff like that yeah. just to have there. And this dude bought one of my drawings uh, of a female character that I made for, like, $60. Mm. And it was like... What? And used it for yeah. uh, a talk on entrepreneurship. He was mm. like, this young man... Drew this and colored it. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, we need more young people, little brothers like this. And I was like, word, I can make money doing this. I called my mom. I was like, mom, I made this much money and blah, blah, blah. And ever since then, I was hooked. And then um when I got into... What, what age was that again? Man, I think I was... 11 something like that it was $60 to an 11 year old yeah I mean like it was it was young man Uh, I was like okay I'm gonna gonna start drawing (laughs) this is it this is where I'm I'm at I'm doing this right (laughs) and my mom was super supportive and then when I got to high school I was about to go to this uh high school called Sumner because I was trying to get into a performing arts school Mm -hmm. and then eventually you had to uh try out to get into this performing arts school and then uh I, I got in. So it's called uh Central Visual and Performing Arts High School. VAP for short. And then uh yeah. <laughs> and then that's what that's, were we saying
1: about acronyms?
0: Yeah. <laughs> that? VAP.
2: Uh, VAP. not great branding, but yeah. go Visual
0: on. and Performing Arts. There All you right. go. Right. <laughs> Central Visual Performing Arts. And uh that's VAP
2: might be might be cooler than VAP. Vap VAPA. Vapor, yeah. yeah so right. like when
0: you when you when, you're, when you're you in gotta, St. Louis, you you gotta you're gotta like, oh, you, the like, oh, you went to consultation. They were like, you you went to VAP. That's how you get when you went to VAP. Like if you're a girl, you're like, oh, you. If it's a girl, it's like, oh, you went to VAP. Oh, okay, all right. Because you like VAP had all dance classes. It's kind of like similar to like Whitney Young yeah. or something like that. You know, so it's, it was very or diverse. Is,
1: how about like shy arts? Is it? Like yeah, 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 yeah.
0: like a shy arts, but they had like music. They had uh shoot uh visual arts classes theater all the stuff like that all mm-hmm. the, the classes and i was very heavily into two things in in there and it was uh my visual arts class for mr uh william perry who got me into college um mm-hmm. and then also uh piano that's what mm-hmm. i really got into like my first i hated piano like to be honest like when i first started i did not like playing piano.
1: you started that in high school you started yeah. before, yeah
0: well i grew up in church but you know so we had like I played a little bit of piano in church yeah. and would make up my own songs and stuff like that. But that's one thing.
2: As there's, there's like a bucket list of things. It's either a bucket list or a list of regrets. Oh, and like, and I wanna, I wanna make a bucket list. But uh, being able to, like sit at a keyboard or a piano at least have Dude. some some technical do it understanding man. and some do drums. It, do it. You want to teach me?
0: I mean, yeah. I, right. I actually, I play. by... <laughs> I don't read. I, I play by ear. That's what.
2: That's that's where it's you at. Man. I mean?
0: I feel like you're definitely
1: a play by ear type of guy. I am. <laughs> yeah. I
0: mean, like it's. Uh, yeah, I, I took a theory class like right off the back, and I hated my like my me and my mom was talk about it, and I'm like, man, I hate this class, man. My teacher mean and da da da, and I don't like playing the piano like this. And he then, was
1: a Mr. Mean guy, correct?
0: No, it was Miss Mean lady. I uh, oh, in that apologize class, for misgendering Miss Mean lady. <laughs> right, but. Um, the next year I got a different teacher. <laughs> His name is uh, jazz musician P Todd Williams. He's uh one of the most talented jazz musicians in St. Louis, Missouri. Mm. Probably in the world. Dude's crazy. Um and he would he knew that I can play by ear and
1: let you do that. That's yeah. beautiful, yeah. Yeah. So I wanna go back to something that we kinda left behind a second ago, yeah. which you were talking about like drawing these comic book characters, and this is a world that like I just have no knowledge of is mm-hmm. the whole um like is the world of comics and all of the different things that that can mean but I know like it is like a vibrant incredible subculture that people are so it's into. Is a huge? Like culture. it's a huge. On culture. a scale, you know, even beyond like the big conventions but just like the amount of people who like this is an important thing to. So for you um either like now or when you were a kid like what was it about either the drawing of comics and characters or reading comics and characters? What was it that that like, resonated with for you or like what was so important about it?
0: Man, I, well, I grew up in a, uh, a time where cartoons were – you still had your Saturday morning cartoons and all that. So I was just super into like Batman, X-Men, Spider-Man. It was just like these larger-than-life characters that would go out and do good deeds and all mm-hmm. this kind of stuff and fighting – Bad guys or whatever, you know what I mean? But for me, I mean, especially when I was, like, hitting my teenage years, it was just escapism, you know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like, I wanted, like, being able to jump into this world of these amazing illustrations. And also, like, uh, I like to draw what I see you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I was still developing my artistic skills. So like all the images that I would see from my favorite artists during that time, I would try to mimic, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like sitting there and drawing and trying to figure out what my style was. And it was the same as being in my art classes too. So comics was like a way for me to study and also escape, you yeah. know? And also like uh, during my time growing up too, there was a lot of comic book characters that were, had teen stories and stuff like that mm-hmm. too. So like I wasn't really like into Batman. I was into Robin. You know what I mean? I was like, right. oh man, this dude's like my age. You know, I want to <laughs> read his story. You know what I'm saying? So he, he only wears tights. I never wear sleeves. It's like a you know thing. Hey, There you go. You know what I'm saying. If
1: there's one thing you should know about all uh, different from this interview is that I've never seen the man in sleeves. Nah,
0: man, I don't like sleeves. What's the
1: deal with you in sleeves?
0: Man, I just you know sometimes you just like your arms out. You gotta like put your best assets <laughs> out there. Sometimes you, know you just <laughs> like your
1: arms out. Yeah,
0: man. You know you gotta let your arms like be free. You know what I'm saying? It's hot outside. You know what I'm saying? So that's
1: yeah. really interesting though the the like combination of like craft building and escapism at the same time and i think for a lot of people creativity can be that i was just i was reading a little bit about like the like even the evolution of like early comic books which like often at least on the professional side were you know like in the 30s and 40s american jews making these like super characters that were defeating bad guys Mm -hmm. they were like like superman was created by like Jews in the United States during World War II. What? I didn't mm-hmm. know that. Mm-hmm. So it was like they crafted this, like, Superman mm-hmm. <laughs> to defeat this, like, evil villain. And, you know, they were powerless in relationship to that, but in the character they had the power and to do it. And also
2: kind of like an assimilationist, like, because like, it yeah. was also very nationalistic. Right, it, very, and this like just, this
1: disguise thing of, like, they have the glasses and they take them off and underneath they're their real self from somewhere else. Mm. It's just, there's, so I could imagine, and I know for, you know some other folks that I've just had a little conversation. Like it kind of serves that role also of like the, you know, you can kind of craft this alter ego. Yeah. Is there a character that you made that was like the other side of you?
0: Uh, or a side of you? Well, I mean like comic book wise. Uh, hmm.
1: Cause you're also like a dude with like a lot of different like um, pseudonyms. Like you perform under a lot of different names. You have like different things you go by.
0: Yeah. So uh, what's, uh, what's going on here? Well, I guess, you know what I'm saying? Uh, comic book wise i guess an uh, alter ego that i had in the comic books was um uh i have this this character called Thapmins which is like my um which is actually my second last name cuz my full name is Elgin Bokari Thapmins Smith and uh he's like a martial artist but I, he, it's not too much like a difference but i, I would say maybe Elokari who i am as a musician is kind of like my alter ego too mm-hmm. you know what i mean like um i've tried to become like a a different person when performing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like a, another version of yourself that's the same person, but you know what I mean? Like you most definitely put up a, uh, what do you, how do you say this? Like a, a certain demeanor when you're playing this character. You yeah. Know what so
1: mean? who's that character? What's that demeanor? What's that character when you're on stage, you performing? I mean, how do you, because th- you sound like you're doing this so <clears throat> intentionally, like you're thinking about this very intentionally. So
0: yeah. I, um, the social justice activist um but also plays music, and like I can be a lot more free mm. and all that kind of stuff. I think at some point I've been thinking on the lines of whether or not I would just call myself Elgin Bokari, mm. uh but I just feel like it's so long, you know what I mean so like l o Kari is just like a combination of both, and when I was growing up, I would just go by Kari the illustrator for for just the art stuff, you know what I mean, so like that person did art, but then when you do so many different things, it's always hard to put stuff in categories. So, yeah, Yeah. yeah, Kari the Illustrator does art. Uh, Kari for a while was just the piano work, but then I was like, "Mm, that's too similar to the drawing dude. So if, and then I started DJing. So I was like, I need a DJ name now. So, how I'm gonna do that? So then DJ Lokari, which is the DJ version of Lokari that yeah. plays music. So Lokari is a combination of my first and my two first names, which is Elgin and Bokari. So
1: if you followed all that, at listeners at home, let us know. We'll give you a free T-shirt. Right. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. No. Uh, I-, I asked.
0: It's my fault. Yeah. So I have two first names, which is Elgin Bokari. What
2: does that mean? You have
0: two first names? first? I've never heard anyone say that before. Okay. how is How is that not a middle name? Uh. <laughs> okay i'm not being sarcastic no 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 all. no that's a you're that's a legit question okay so uh i grew up in a culture called the fahami culture which is uh um which is uh african diaspora culture that's about divine understanding right wow. um and what happens is say when that you, word
2: thank again. you for asking yeah. that question <laughs> say that word what's the name of the fahami, fahami culture. Co- okay. yeah
0: so which basically means divine understanding all right oh. um so what it is is when you're born Uh, you get your name from a genealogy chart, right? So they figure out like what your weight is, um, what time you were born, your sign, all that kind of stuff. And then they go through a chart to figure out what your real name is supposed to be. Now, my mom, she has nothing but girls, right? So... (laughs) <laughs> she was afraid that I was gonna get something whack, right? Because like <laughs> you don't know, like my I think my dad's name came out to be like uh, Booya or something like that. She's like, mm, I don't know. So my <laughs> grandfather's name is Elgin, right? And he was an artist, uh, all that kind of stuff. And then my dad's yeah, just your grandpa. What kind of art did he make? Oh, uh, he was he did graphics. Okay, uh, and, and so
2: you you both sides of your family are part of this culture? No, just is, my mom. This is from your mom's side. Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, <clears throat> And then my uh, my dad, his last name is Smith. So just in case it was whack, we're just going to call me Elgin Smith. That's it. Uh, <laughs> A little placeholder. <laughs> yeah, and my my grandma uh, was just like, oh, that's great. You're going to be named after your grandfather. You know, my dad was just all happy. And then when she got my name back, it was Bokari Thapmas. Now, that made me like, what what's so significant? And what's so great about that? See, my mom's name uh, is Hasefi Kushma. And I don't know if anyone knows anything about like... Uh, Egyptian culture, but she's named after Queen Hatshepsut, which is um, Queen Hatshepsut is one of the first female pharaohs of mm-hmm. Egypt, right? Uh, who had to marry, who was forced to marry her brother in order to rule the kingdom. Her brother Thutmose the second, who was named after his father Thutmose the first um i could have guessed
1: that one. Right. <laughs> the rest of it i was out of my way right, that right, one i right, could have right.
0: gotten so her brother was too busy being a player and didn't want to rule no kingdom or anything like that as well as her father didn't think that he would be fit because he just wanted to go mess around with women and all that other kind of stuff so she was like okay well here's the deal once you go marry you marry your sister and then you're gonna do what you want and she'll rule the kingdom now
1: that's an awkward dinner time conversation yeah <laughs>
0: Only other thing is, Thomas the Second had uh, a child as well from a different woman, which was Thomas the Third. Uh, so she raised Thomas. So uh, excuse me, Hasepshu also raised Thomas the Third while ruling the kingdom, right? Mm. Yeah. So then, and then Thomas the Third took over and had an even bigger kingdom than his mother slash auntie, right? <laughs> So when mom got my name back and it ended up being Bokhari Thomas, my mom was like, "Oh my God, that's that's she's yeah. yeah, yeah, like yeah. that's amazing. Like how was the chances yeah. that your name would come out to be Thomas? That's yeah. Yeah. that's amazing. So she was to keep it. Obviously, she was like, yeah. So, so this is a very like you obviously you just like painted a whole bunch of
1: context, and I want to ask a little more. Like, where does all of this uh, like? Systemologically, come from like how did your family find this? Where how, yeah, all where what's the backstory on yeah, this, how do you this how did maintain
0: yeah. that
2: lineage?
1: Where my, or is it maintained? You
0: know, yeah, I'm, uh no, everyone in uh <clears throat> my mom's side of family has like a second name too. Mm. Uh, so just to continue for a second on what I was saying about the long long name. So when my name came out, obviously my mom wanted to keep it. My dad and my grandmother were very disappointed that we were gonna have not be named elgin smith anymore so they're like i was like okay i'll keep the whole thing that's fine <laughs> so it roughly translates Compromise. as elgin means uh earth gen which is uh one that grants wishes of the planet uh bokari is a king of africa thomas is a pharaoh and smith is a blacksmith or a carpenter i was yeah, you know make, an artist yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so my and bokari thomas roughly translates as a heart in a new life hmm. that's ill yeah. that's right yeah, yeah. So, so
2: yeah. Where's where's this? How, how did y'all maintain that, or, yeah, or was it like from? from research? Or so, from
0: uh, research, where that comes from is, come on, the seventies, man. Everybody, <laughs> <laughs> oh, answer of the point, So man. it was just like cultural nationalism. Yeah, man. You like, know what I mean? Like people wanted to become, want to know more about where they came from and whatnot. And then through and do, with doing research from Africa and, and Egyptian culture, and also through the Black Power movement. Like my mm-hmm. mom was heavily involved in with like the pamphlet. Panther Party and that kind of stuff. Why, so, did you say why that? Well, was she yeah, like? I'm underground saying. or something? Is I mean, but yeah, right. she was she was involved <laughs> with that stuff too. So you know what I mean, like, uh, and she wanted her family to know and have a name that 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 you claim. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That you can be proud of and whatnot. And also, yeah, you don't know what it's gonna be when you're born, but you know what I mean. Like, you at least have something that you can stand on. Naming someone is the most important part of who you are, you mm. know what I mean? Mm. And if you don't have anything that really that you can stand on, then it's like know where you came from. It's yeah. like that's why I tell people to be like be careful with what you name your children. You know what I'm saying? Like you Yeah, no, it's very it shapes everyone's understanding of our of ourselves for yeah, sure.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. So that's a really like int- I don't even know the adjective, but like really intriguing foundation. So we we got this, you know, uh pan-african culture uh and then this this like very intentional artistic background at what point did you like take that foundation and come into chicago what 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 era what what time was that when you made that transition here to
1: use damon's password what epoch was that (laughs) Ah.
0: so um i went through a rites of passage when i was in high school and then from there, I was pretty much set. Like they, they showed us everything that we need to know about, like our culture and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So when I came out to school, I was ready to go. You know Where'd what I mean? Go to school? I went to, uh, the School of the Arts Institute, of Chicago, oh, SAIC. Okay. Uh, went there for four years. Loved that school. You know what I'm saying? Like I wanted something different. Like I already went to like the performing arts school. So Columbia yeah. wasn't really the choice for me because it would have been more of what I already kind of had in high school. So I wanted a challenge and SAIC was that challenge and, uh, and when I got there, I mean like it was it was great. As an artist, when you are when you come from area where it's very diverse, coming out to a school like that where you are literally I don't know. I, I it wasn't when I came here in two thousand five, like racial tensions weren't that high or anything mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. So I was just able to just create. I don't know if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Um
1: what do you well? What do you mean by that? Like there wasn't do you there wasn't a pressure
0: that maybe you feel now to be
1: like creating about something or or what do you mean? I mean, is I feel like
0: to be the black artist right now, you better be speaking on something real. You know what, <laughs> what I mean? Like for real, for real. Yeah. My my goal when I was in college was let's make dope artwork that all these rich kids will also be in agree with. Mm. Like that was my only goal. It was like I have to convince the conceptual kid over there. That my dope drawings of whatever, because it's not about making a dope drawing of Spider-Man anymore. Like, mm -mm. you need to tell me what it means. What's the purpose of it? Why are you doing this? Mm -hmm. And then bring it in, bring it all together for this one piece. That's great if it looks dope. But I've seen people put a cup of water on it on the table that's half empty and was like, that's my piece. And then we have to critique that.
1: They're like, I just I feel really differently about. It. I think it's half full.
0: Right, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but
1: is it? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, right, right. it, yeah. gets, it gets so bogged up in the head. Also, that it's not... I'm,
2: I want to go deeper onto that. Let Let's settle this half empty, half full debate. That's not gonna happen. No, is it is. No, it's 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 relative. The 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 the, 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 the framework is kind of like mm-hmm. too narrow, absurd. Yeah, it's all about where it comes from. Mm-hmm. So if it's an empty cup, and you pour it up that is half full if it's a full cup and you pour it out that's half empty it See, depends on where you start right and then, and then that, if you think about that in context in real life that gives you just a better understanding of how to have perspective on things where are you coming from where you're going i don't know man I, I would have to say let's do it let's do it i'm, I'm willing to stand on this
0: so oh okay stop <laughs> one second that's the point. That's what you learn at S A I C, though. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, it's yeah. like you learn how to have conversations about the art in itself because uh-huh. that what makes it. It's not even about how dope the art is or how yeah. it looks. It's about how much are you making people talk about it. Mm-hmm. Like people get mad. How's when it connected uh, to human experience? Yeah, because people get mad like when they're saying <laughs> when they're like, "Oh man, Kanye West got an honorary degree at at SAIC. Man, how dare they give it to Kanye West? But I was like, Mm-mm, he's perfect. Like, what do you mean he's perfect? That dude's just... I was like, he gets people talking about him.
2: Yeah.
0: That's his whole thing. You know what I mean? Like, he wouldn't be as relevant as he he is right now if people were not having his name in their mouths all the time. Yeah,
1: but that's a slippery slope, right? And you don't want to value that over craft over what you're making. Because we have a dude who's the president whose name is on the building. Like, we're talking about him. That's not a value, necessarily.
0: Not necessarily. But it's like, when you're... So the thing that like SAIC, I feel like teaches you very well. Does
2: art have to be beneficial though? Is, right. is then the, like, it depends.
0: Right. It depends on like what school it comes from or whatever. See, like what SAIC does, they teach you how to be an artist. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like even from the dorm experience, like our dorms had kitchens in it. You see what I'm saying? Like my mom dropped me off for school. It was like Peace. And I I didn't know what that means until like I really got in there because it's like, all right, now you have to survive, Mm -hmm. right? You have all the skills, you have a culture, you have talent, whatever. But now you have to survive in the sea of sharks and then show them Why it is that your artwork or your work is relevant. You know what I'm saying? And if it has a message behind it, you have to know what principles that you stand on and be able to stand by those. You know what I'm saying? Not everybody is going to be a Kanye West. You don't necessarily have to be a Kanye West. But you should at least know what you want to talk about. You Mm. know what I mean? And then how to make it look good that people will actually enjoy it. It's really
1: hard to know what you want to talk about when you're 19, when you're 18. Like, you just don't know... It kind of sounds ageist, but I mean it. I really think, like, you just haven't figured out, or at least I hadn't, Most don't. Yeah, most I hadn't figured yeah. out what I even thought about most things yet at that point. I was just like, what's that over there? Like, I'm just trying to, like, not have anything be thrown at me, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? So, like, to actually have, like, a, a point of view is, that's, that's an accomplishment. That is a craft also. And I look at what you make now, and, you know, you said it's, it's tough to like kind of silo all the different disciplines, all the different things you do. And I think we don't have to, but it does seem like you make things so communally. And I know your work as a teaching artist and as a program director is kind of in, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, but was there a point where you were like, not later for this SAIC crowd, but like, yeah. this isn't, this isn't giving me what I need. Yeah. Um, Like, I don't care whether that dude with the conceptual piece, likes my shit or not? Or
2: they're just very they're just very isolated from like the the greater Chicago artistic community. and yeah. You're very much like embedded in it. So how did that transition or um, shift
0: happen? I joined a dance crew after I graduated. <laughs> what type of school. dance? Oh man, now nah, man, I was the pop locker dude. I was. Mm. I could. Oh uh, yeah, that, that's that's right up your alley. That's true to brand. <laughs> I graduated from with the crew. Uh, <laughs> new, the new elements. Oh,
2: okay, that wasn't was too bad
0: at Columbia College.
2: Okay, where?
0: So that that's actually what started me on the path of like doing more community work. Um, <clears throat> I graduated from s a s c Like I said, uh, to to bounce off of what you were saying about like you don't really know what you're standing on, right? Yeah. So for me, when I was in college, I could only imagine what it would be like for a a young black student. As a young student of color to be at SAIC during the political crime, climate of Mike Brown, could only imagine. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Because then, even if that's not what you wanted to stand on, Pressure. you're going to yeah, stand on. There. That's yeah, that's it. You yeah. know what I mean? And then you're in the school with a bunch of like students that also probably don't know anything about that experience, mm. like because they've been so privileged. Like a lot of the students that go there, like half off. A lot of the students that go there, uh, some of them are there because their parents don't really know what to do with them, but they seem artistic enough and I'm gonna send you to school with all this money, right? And you'll be mm-hmm. fine. Um, and then there's some kids that are super duper talented, right. that are really, really good, but you have to like learn how to convince all those people that your work is relevant because the conversation is important. If, if your art doesn't bring forth a conversation, mm. then what was the point of it? So for me, I graduated and figured out how to make good art, right? Mm. Uh, and if you stick along with that, you know, you'll make some really cool, like relevant work, at least figuring out what it is that you like to make, right? Mm-hmm. So then when I graduated from school, I also liked dancing, like, you know, doing a bunch of other stuff. So I, um, I had a homie who was learning, <laughs> who was a break dancer and he would go, uh, he would try to find different places to practice and he got invited to go to an audition, uh, to sit and watch. The audition. Then when we got to the audition at Columbia College for the uh, Asian Student Association. Um, <laughs> they were like, "Hey, we don't have enough people on the dance floor. Would you guys mind, like, you know, joining us or whatever?" And we're like, <laughs> "Sure." So this is
1: the Asian Student Association. Yeah. Were how many people who weren't Asian were there?
0: Uh, I don't even remember that first day. Uh, they're very diverse because at Columbia it's not like korean student association a, it was yeah. just asian student association and whatnot. and i mean shout outs to them man like i met a lot of my life like lifelong friends mm-hmm. at that org or whatever but coming for that first day which i was just there to check be, it out yeah. to be with like to hang out with my homie and then right. we ended up being on dance floor and all that stuff and trying to stuff out and a week later like yeah you guys made it i'm like <laughs> you weren't an auditioning they're like <laughs> yes, you sure made were. it though you made it they were like, they're like
1: right. we're gonna let the poppers pop and the breakers break yeah but <laughs>
0: <laughs> basically that's that's basically what happened. And uh yeah, within like the first month of us being in part of the crew, my homie got out of the crew and then I didn't want to leave the crew because I didn't want to make I don't want them to have no freestyle dancer at all. And then when I stayed, uh I ended up uh forming alliances with uh other homies. Uh, that's I don't know if you guys are familiar with like the Terror Gods or uh Vagabond yeah, yeah, Maurice yeah, yeah, or any yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah. So we all got in the same crew together and whatnot. And it was Shout
2: out Maurice. Yeah, I remember that that was yeah. your 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 click when I was first starting to meet yep. you.
0: Yep. And then that was like the crew. Um and then I started DJing for them. Uh and how, this is how I started DJing. We would have house parties mm-hmm. and I didn't want to play iTunes. Right. So I thought that was lame. And plus in college we used to have like my homie um Delore, who's like a really famous musician right now too, he used to like DJ and stuff like that at events. I was like, man, I can't like not have a DJ at my house party, man. Yeah. So once you've seen the other side, yeah, iTunes like, doesn't do it. Can't do that, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I I learned virtual DJ and play like my first party on virtual DJ, and then that's how. I, and like at the end of the night, uh, Lonnie Edwards came uh, to that first party. And was like, yo, man, it was. I like what you played at your party, man. You wanna you wanna DJ one of my events? And I was like, I right, sure. And then it was like a New Year's Eve party.
1: Now mm-hmm. you're like. I'm Elgin Bukhari, DJ. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, all it, that's all it takes
0: is one game. <laughs> no, nah, man. I wouldn't even call myself DJ. Nah, when, I, when he asked me to play at an event, I was like, yo, man, you do know that I'm playing with a mouse in my, my computer, right? <laughs> he was like, yeah, but you're the only person that played Chalice Gambino. And I was like, fine, <laughs> right? So I go to DJ this event, and then they are like, yeah, man, we're going to have you play at like 12 o'clock. I was like, you're going to have me play on New Year's Eve at 12 o'clock. It's like it's like you do know that I have a mouse and a computer, right? <laughs> as long as you play that Gambino, though, it's like it's cool. And I I played it and it went well, and everybody liked it. And then uh, he had another event at the Shrine. Mm-hmm. It's like, yo, man, you want to DJ this event for me at the Shrine? I was like, yeah,
1: sure, yeah, no, sure.
0: Okay. I guess you know what I mean. Like, still only with a mouse and a <laughs> laptop. And I get to the Shrine, and the other DJs were there, and they were like. Dang man, you killing it, bro. I was like, oh, thank you. He was like, he's like, you using a mouse? Where's I was like, it? I was like, yeah, man, all I got is this mouse. I was like proud of myself, like, you know, getting it with my mouse or whatever. <laughs> so I'll never forget, dude asked me to mix. He was like, Look, man, I want you to mix the beginning of Justin Timberlake's strawberry bubblegum with the end loop. And if you can mix those two songs successfully without like any mess ups, then you code. I was like, all right, cool. Did it? He's like, good job, dog. That was tight. That was tight. I
1: think the test for validity always comes down to Justin. Similar, yeah, <laughs> man, it was JT, that's, that's man. The, the shout
0: out to Strawberry Bubblegum because that song is dope. <laughs> uh, it's, it's such a smooth song.
1: So, just in the interest of time, I want to make sure we get to the yeah. to the to the free ride stuff. So, I do. I have seen you DJ all over, and I know that that's like a, an important piece on the music making end right now, um, or just on the art making end. Like, what are you really excited about making? uh what what's the what's the medium right now that you're like super into
0: well uh i've been really enjoying performing and uh making my own stuff lately mm. uh my latest project ashe um super happy with it right now uh it came about because of an old uh, instrumental album that i was working on got stolen Basically, I got my car broken into and they stole my book bag, which had my original laptop in it and it had all my music that I was working on. I had like, uh, um, yeah, it was, like tracks with, with Mel and a bunch of other like really dope artists and that all got like taken away. And then, uh, instead of, wallowing in sadness. Someone's sadness. enjoying it though. Right. Um, right. <laughs> Instead of wallowing in sadness, man, I ended up just working on some new stuff. And then that's when I was working on this song, Self Care. Mm. And that was how I got started on the project in itself. So, uh, And then d- during that time, um, the Orlando shooting happened. And then that's where Freedom Song came from. And then Lost It and Hear the Daylight, which is a piano piece that was originally for um Trayvon Martin and then shut down is just talking about the political climate that we're climate that we're in uh and even the track that we played in the beginning intro give me your love I made that while working in free ride arts and literacy Mm -hmm. program um it was just an off day and they didn't bring the kids down and I was just feeling kind of down so I was like let me work on some and then ended up making that track while I was waiting for kids to come and do my work
2: yeah, and so it's a great we, yeah. transition right there let's uh give the man a radio show, <laughs> <on my> <laughs> nah, so i, I mean yeah. I'm, I'm really excited to to document and, and talk about about that work here can you just give folks a little bit of background about free right and how you came to be a part of it
0: cool so working for free right is how i started this whole career to be honest uh in the activist work uh i worked for a um Sculptor artist by the name of Theaster Gates. I'm pretty sure this university knows quite a bit about <laughs> Theaster Gates.
1: Man, we need a whole other episode. <laughs> right.
0: So I was actually his artist assistant for that summer that he got the Whitney Biennial. Uh, wow. And actually, the Whitney Biennial came on the day that I was working, and I had a key to his place and everything, and he was just like, "Yeah, brother, um, some, some really, uh, you know, some important people are gonna come by, just show them the work, and it'll be good." And I was like, "All right, fine." So. They come by to show the work and whatnot, and show them and everything. And then he's like, "I don't know what you said to them, but they want me in a Whitney, man." I was like, "Oh, cool, dope." And then that should get you some sort of bonus. <laughs> <you know? laughs> it got me a bike. I got a bike. Okay. It was, it was nice. Okay. Yeah.
1: The Whitney bike, any- anyway. Right.
0: Go on. Um, <laughs> and, and I got to go to a Whitney, band. It was the first time I went to New York too, so that was tight. Um, but after that summer was over, he was like, "Yo, it's too cold to be in my house, man." Like, he was originally supposed to teach at Free Right. Um when they were still called Free Ride Jail Art. So he, they asked him to come in and teach a sculptor class and he didn't have time to do it. So he was like, why don't you go teach the class for me mm. and we'll work it like that. So Freewrite is a, a, a arts and literacy program. They teach visual arts, creative writing, audio engineering in the uh, Cook County Juvenile Detention Center under their own non-for-profit. Uh, they just got non-for-profit status about two years ago now. So shout outs to the Freewrite team and uh, our executive director, Ryan Kinsling. And uh, my first day that I went to go work for Free right, I was it was my first job that I had outside of school, mm. and I was a little nervous about like what I could possibly do. So I brought all my artwork with me. I was like, mm, maybe if I show my drawings, yeah, yeah. you know, some students would want to yeah. <laughs> learn. You know what I mean? So I show up in the line scan, and I have my art because you gotta go through all these like hoops to get inside of the jail. And there was a woman by the name of Jean Meisner who was coming into the jail with me, uh, but she was just going to go do something else. And she saw my artwork and was like, oh, those are really nice. I would... I think we can possibly do something with that. So you I do a great impression. I don't know. That, happened, <laughs> but
1: that was really, these are really,
0: nice. these are really nice <laughs> drums. I love those. <laughs> and, um, and literally she was like, you know, give me your information and I'll be in touch. I, I went to do my first class. It went very well. I taught like, uh, I was teaching like a ceramic sculpture during that time, mm-hmm. so they were making uh, masks, face masks, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And when I would do introductions of like who I was, I was also showing them like my portfolio, resume, all that kind of stuff, so they can to show young people that hey. I'm not just some regular person that's coming in to teach you, but I actually do what I teach, which I feel like is extremely important for teaching artists. You know what, mm. what I'm saying? Like it's the difference between a teacher and a teaching artist yeah. is you teach your passion. You know what I'm saying? And hopefully, even though I don't look that much older than you, you know, let's 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 learn together. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And that's been my whole philosophy in teaching. Now, Jean, uh, she hit me up a couple of like a month or two later, and that's how uh the know your rights. Comic book was created. Mm. She hit me up to make the first uh, "Your Guide to the Juvenile Justice System" that teaches young people their juvenile rights if they're ever stopped by like a police officer or anything like that. And I did all the illustrations for that first book. Mm. Um, that book has been handed out to over thirty five hundred young people in the Chicagoland area and even more now. Yeah,
1: um, I've seen it. I've seen it like not that I went and got, like I've just seen it around places and on coffee tables and offices and stuff like that. You
0: yeah. Know, so that booklet is what kind of got me started. But then uh, I was also teaching at the Gary Comer Youth Center at the time. So I was teaching a fifth grade youth development class. And I was like, well, let's teach them the book. And then yeah. I would read the book to my nieces and then also read the book to the kids in my class. And then before I knew it, uh I was approached by Matilda Dedios who was working sure, at Yeah. Who was working at Northwestern Law School. We ran e- at each other in like the Austin area. Mm-hmm. And she was like, Are you Elgin Smith? And I was like, Yeah. No, it's Elgin Bokari. <laughs> yeah. Matt, <yeah, it> <laughs> <another. laughs> nice to meet you. And uh she was like, Yeah, I I have a job because of you. And I was like, Oh, well, that's nice. <laughs> like, <laughs> what do you say to that, yeah. man? I'm like, cool you're welcome mommy. yeah also can yeah. you
1: buy lunch right you know
0: what i'm saying and uh she was like no I, i'm actually uh your comic book we are turning that into a curriculum mm. at northwestern law so i've been asked develop this curriculum that we're gonna go teach in schools and i was like oh well i'm already kind of doing some workshops with the book it's like would you like to join our team and i was like yeah. That feels like, appropriate. <laughs> why not? You know what I'm saying? That sounds cool. And so get, get this. So our team that we would go out and teach these workshops. So basically we would teach a workshops of how to uh we teach workshops in school for know your rights. Mm-hmm. And then we developed a curriculum that I also did the illustrations for. Um but that team used to consist of me, uh Ethos and Malcolm London. We would go to <laughs> schools all over Chicago to so it was
1: like a very like quiet, laid back Come workshop?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, man, it's, uh, so like we, we would, uh, and we would go out and flex these workshops all over Chicago. And it was like, this was before Ethos was Ethos and before mm. Malcolm was like Malcolm London. Yeah. So we were just going around like what teaching up? in schools all over school. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So we would have this thing where like I would come in with the projections and whatnot and then we would leave the intro and then do our, our, and then Malcolm would do a poem or or Ethan would do a poem and it was, and then we would show like we we may know your rights fun but also yeah. without like you know um, putting the fantasy of like what it is that we're actually talking about right, here right, you know what i'm yeah. saying like if you say these these phrases or whatever free, yeah. yeah it doesn't work like that you know and then that's honestly where the activist stuff works mm. i kind of came from and then moving forward with the work that i did with free right um now matilda is our associate director at free ride. And now I'm the program director in uh, there. So it was just everything kind of came yeah. like full circle. And uh, the activist work continued with the uh, Elephant Rebellion, which was uh after uh, so that dance crew that I was a part of mm-hmm. uh you put it in air quotes. Yeah. <laughs> uh the dance crew that I was a part of uh is what segue into Elephant Rebellion. One John Vietnam uh rest in peace mm-hmm. uh activist. Um hip hop artist out of uptown, uh past tragic uh past trying to save someone's life uh while he was off at school. His sister was a part of ASO, who uh which is the Asian Student Association of Columbia. Mm-hmm. And so I would see John when we would uh have ASO meetings uh and then also um I used to go uh, practice pop and lock at Alternatives, which is a in mm-hmm. Uptown as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Out, so while while even in college, we used to go back and forth. So after John passed, friends of John Vietnam were asked through Steve Moon if they wanted to continue to do um, this activist work because they were um, they were going to develop a new organization out of this youth organization called. MCYP but those members have started to go off to college and they want to do something bigger so that's how they were like well we me and John been passing around this idea called elephant rebellion Uh, do you guys want to continue this work if you do we'll give you guys an office space so Mm. you can can do it but we're like all right yeah sure you know what I mean and it became a space of of like grieving during that time Mm. Um, and then from there uh and steve after the first like he's like you guys want to do it?" he's like cool and then he left he's like all right, y'all, y'all yours. Good. go for H- it handed the keys to the you office. know what i'm saying and then we were trying to figure out structure and like how we would do this work and uh you know then we came up okay so what are we all good at we all knew that one we all like making music mm-hmm. uh you know two that uh we had a lot of immigrants in our crew um and that we want to empower young people. And the work that I did with Free Write had me gave me a lot of knowledge on incarceration. Yeah. So uh, Elephant Rebellion got developed into a social justice activist artist collective that educates each other on social, social political issues ranging from education, incarceration, and immigration. And we educate each other on these issues so that we can do so we can spread. This awareness through uh, social justice, hip hop music, and also workshops
1: Word. so it's cool to see how those kind of come together and inform each other. I want to stay on the free right piece for for one sec, just as we're running out of time, yeah because I think this is a question we haven't really had the chance to ask, and I think you're a person to answer it um, in like especially in a moment where there is talk about mass incarceration on kind of a mainstream, and I know this is a, a long question with a short amount of time. Um, what, like, what, like in the, that national mainstream conversation are folks most misunderstanding about juvenile, uh, detention, holding young people and what in organizing circles, what are we most misunderstanding, or what's something that we're misunderstanding about? What does it mean to work with, uh, young people in jails? It's
2: not misunderstanding, just missing. Yeah. Um, just as someone who's been doing this. Yeah, from your experience, it doesn't have to be the, the, the platform. Let
0: me make yeah. this very clear. Uh, Free Ride does not believe in jails. We want to live in a world without prisons, period. Um, We work within the jail so that we can do social justice work with our young people. We help them. We assist in helping them create their, to help them tell their own stories. You know what I mean? Uh, Through the means of hip hop. However it is, like is, we're there to help. To help them tell their stories, you know what I mean? Uh, and create what's called mitigating evidence, which is the evidence that's presented to to, to show who you truly are, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, we do a 24 a word exercise with all of our young people, which we're asking them to tell us our life, their life story in less than 24 words, right? Um, and then they have to cut those words in half and then eventually get to one word, right? Mm. That one word. No matter how many times that we've done that, none of that, that last word never ends up being criminal, never ends up being thug, never ends up being anything that people would have in their they, mind of what they, what they them, think right. these young people are. Right. All right. Because at the end of the day, they're young people. They're people just like you, me, and they have feelings, emotions, all that stuff. And I don't know, man. Like, we're in a small room right now, but imagine if that was like how you had to spend all your time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, Yeah. What keeps me going back to work every day is is them. I mean like to be honest, you know what I'm saying? Like being able to work with young people like that that are some of the most smart, some of the most humble and some of the most ready people mm. in the world. I mean like I've taught a lot of different spaces, you know what I'm saying? And normally when you do what you do, you have to like struggle to get Hey man, let's learn this hip hop third grade or fifth grade class. Like Did you this hear me, great. club once. Come on, guys. You know what I'm saying? With them, it's like, let's go, let's right. get it. Can I make this mixtape? I got a. I have a young man that has shoot, um, uh, twenty four pages of poetry ready mm-hmm. to come out with his first chapbook. One mm-hmm. one of the first young men when I uh when I first got there, he made some. Dope artwork. He was super duper smart, right? And then the, pr- the principal tried to come through to like show off the classroom and everything. Like, oh, this is the free riders, you know, mm-hmm. right? And then another great impression. Right. And so dude cool. <laughs> du was like, yeah, man, uh, when we gonna get diplomas in here or something, man? You know what I'm saying? Like, this was back, back in 2011. He was yeah, like, that's the other thing to know. For those who don't know, there is a CPS school in JTDC. Right. And in, we have a, yeah. Room. So we have a classroom space in there. And like he asks, and then he had this, that to the principal, like straight up, it's like, when are we going to be able to get diplomas in here? I mean, we can get GEDs and whatnot or something, but like, can we, can we get diplomas yeah, or something yeah. like that? You know, like we're spending all this time and y'all got us going to school, but what is this for? Right. You know what I mean? And literally, literally within like a year and a half, they started like getting diplomas. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, but that's the point. You know what I mean? Like it's like, if you're going to have me here, then like, Let me do something with my time, for real, for real, you know? And, um, yeah, I guess the misconception that people don't realize is that you got smart young people in that space, you know what I'm saying? Even though those young people, while we try to, like, kick them out or, like, push them away, pushing them away don't do nothing, you know what I mean, if you're not doing anything with them in their time you know what i'm saying like just because someone is locked, quote unquote locked behind bars does not mean that they're gone no. yeah yeah and i mean like that's uh that's a new a new song that i'm actually like working on right now uh cuz we were just doing a an event talking about that there was this uh woman who was ta- who was uh discussing a case in which her son was killed by another person that, uh, that he was trying to do a drug hit on, right? Mm-hmm. The problem was that her son was trying to rob that person too. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So sh- the mother was given the opportunity, like, so what do you want to happen with this young man that killed your right. son? And she was like, he's going to become a part of my life now. Mm. Like, yeah. no one won that day. Mm. Right. Nobody. Mm. My son was trying to rob your son. Your son was trying to rob my son.
1: Right.
0: And my son was killed in the process. Right. You know what I mean? What's what's that going to do? Right. We don't yeah. need a winner. Yeah. Right. Nobody right. won. But my I was son, my son ain't coming back. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean?
2: There's so, no justice for this. It's just reparation. You know, no, like, exactly. And what's reparation? Yeah, well, yeah. Repairing. Re- repair. Yeah. You know, the state yeah. of repair. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: yeah. we have to get out of here. Yeah. Real quick. I think this is... Uh, I hate to not do it. Okay. Very quick. Beef with an R&B singer of any era. Who is it? (laughs) I just...
0: I can't leave without that. (laughs) Oh, man. I was going to let it go. No, I got to do it. Oh, oh. Genewine. Okay. Obviously. Obviously. Yeah. You know what Genewine's real name is? What? Elgin. Elgin is Genewine's name. (laughs) So, like, on Instagram, when people have to search up my name they usually have to find genuine comes up first now it's always a miracle when my name is like above okay. genuine but it's like oh this is direct beef this yeah is this is direct true. beef this is long this is like I'm coming for you uh, genuine son wow. what's up dog you know? even though I play pony every time I DJ it, it comes out at least once it
1: wasn't beef with pony yeah, it's it not beef with DJ. pony it's a beef
0: with genuine like and, and
1: his social media presence yes <laughs>
0: that's hilarious like I'm gonna need G- why you even gotta go by right, Elgin we nobody even know you as Elgin family yeah, They L-G- only L-G- know you As genuine son We don't, don't open up The floor Where can they find it's you It's getting hot in here Hold up Not under genuine That's where they Can't find me Understand? Why you got even Nobody even know you You know who else Might have be With Marcus Houston too Oh that's real Yeah man You know why You know why Elgin Baylor That's not my name either man it's Elgin Bokari son It's E-L G-I-N O B-O-K-A-R-I. And that
1: happens to be where they can find you on the internet. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, see so you
0: Segway. I was I, I'm
1: You were you were you were driving You're on this shit.
0: Ma'am. Thank Recognize you so much game. for
1: being here. We'll be back next this week a wonderful Thank you for it.
2: having for having us.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we'll be back next week with another strong young voice from Chicago and beyond.
2: Much love to the people. Peace.
0: Thank
1: you guys.